0: what do you think of the space collective
1: so sick yeah yeah awesome space dude i i was telling my girlfriend the other day i was like if i was gonna build a gym collective is exactly what sure. it would be man between the cold plunge the sauna mm-hmm. the co-working everything it's got a dope vibe like good people the yep. ivs oh yeah it's I mean, the best yeah, it's, it's very similar to i trained at this facility for a while called unbreakable
0: yeah in, in uh, uh la in la right behind I that actually, taco spot right by the taco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pink
1: taco Yeah, I started working. I think Danny was working there, working out there, too. I mean, they had a bunch of good athletes out of there, but it was kind of was a similar feel where it was like all in one shop, Uh, but not as big as this, man. You guys just have a lot more land to
0: work with out here in Texas. Yeah, Texas is a different beast. Yeah. And in New York, coming from there, you have to fight for square footage Mm -hmm. and then paying a fortune per square foot. So when I got out here, I was like, this is just like Disney World. How long you been out here now? About a year and a month, year and change. Okay. Something like that. Cool. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You're brand new. Brand new. Yeah. Okay, so real quick. Thank you. I know who you are. Mike Lee, fighter. Recently started a CBD company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a mutual friend that connected us, Tom Deegan. Shout out to Tom. Great yeah. dude. Um, That's actually what brought me here to Austin. Um, But if you don't mind, just if you've done this a million times quick little intro for people that don't know who mike lee is
1: yeah so um first of all i I had a a 10-year career as a professional athlete i was a a boxer um so i retired about two and a half years ago and then like you mentioned started a company called soul cbd with my sister and um you know now we've got a a beautiful big company we help a ton of people with Mm -hmm. anxiety sleep pain and, you know, we'll kind of dive into the why I started it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I grew up in Chicago, started fighting at a pretty young age, probably like you. And uh was playing a million different sports, but really it was boxing that took off for me. I just became obsessed with like being in the ring and that adrenaline rush of one-on-one, right? And fighting sports, it's incredible because it's the scariest thing in the world, but also the best feeling in the world. And it's about managing those highs and lows, dude. Like. Yeah. There were moments in my career I was straight up depressed after breaking my hand, breaking my rib, you know, mm-hmm. maybe fights falling through. And then there's moments where, like, I got to fight in Madison Square Garden, walk out of that tunnel on a Miguel Cotto undercar, There's twenty thousand people there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just like the greatest drug in the world, dude. And I also think it really, you know, man or woman, it it, it helps you um, identify your own weaknesses. Right. And what I mean by this is like, when, when I came in the ring, I always had an ego. Once I stepped in the ring, I felt like I'm the baddest mother effort in the world because I had to, but before that moment in training, I tried to be extremely humble and like, I got to learn more. I got to get better. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. So it's interesting, this whole, like, I'm not enough. I think it propelled me to where I got Mm -hmm. and you know, at the height of my career, I got to Number three in the world in WBO, I was top ten in the world in all the belts, and probably got farther than most people thought, even myself at times. <laughs> but I think it was that underlying feeling of like feeling like I wasn't enough. So it was a blessing in that sense because it pushed me so hard. Mm-hmm. But also in the sense it was kind of a curse because sure. I could never really get that full feeling of uh, like satisfaction or completion. Mm-hmm. Like even my last fight, uh, I fought for a world title at the MGM Grand, and it was probably the one of the most unhappiest moments of my life at that point my body was falling apart my heart wasn't in it my soul wasn't in it
0: well this is 10 years in
1: this is about 10 years in yeah so i'll back up a little bit um in the end of 2012 more like 2013 i started getting really sick um and I spent almost a year and a half out of the ring and seeing a bunch of different doctors. And eventually I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And with, like a lot of people thought autoimmune diseases, it takes years and years to properly diagnose it. Now what caused it? Maybe me constantly being in fight or flight and there's a million different things that cause it, but I was having just really bad inflammation headaches every mm-hmm. single day. Um, terrible joint pain. My immune system was shutting down. I mean, at one point in, 2013 i think i was in the hospital for like 12 days straight and i was on eight different medications so it was an ugly time in my life and i eventually did get healthier and get back in the ring but ever since then i think i had nine more fights after getting sick Mm -hmm. and when you're in that much pain and boxing already gives you so much pain right and when you're dealing with an autoimmune condition it's just like you're starting the day almost at like 50 percent instead of the hundred so it just started wearing on me, wearing on me. But um, you know, so when that final fight came, it was interesting because, like, that's what I dreamt of since I was eight years old.
0: Dude. Of course, like, biggest stage, biggest opportunity.
1: That's it, biggest stage, biggest opportunity. You're like, you know, world title, boom. You're it's everything you you hope for. It's Vegas. also
0: it's also I'm friendly with Paulie Malign- Malignaggi from in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. just because growing up in Gleason's and all that, and I remember when he fought Ricky Hatton mm-hmm. and. It's like, here's the moment where maybe you're fighting Canelo if you win. You know, you're all of a sudden the guy. So I get yeah. that. Sorry to cut you off, but go
1: ahead. No, I mean, I love Paulie. Um, I think he's one of the best boxing analysts in the world. He gets talk. a lot of shit. He can talk. <laughs> but he he's, talks very, shit. he's very intelligent. He's very intelligent. Um, yeah, we became close with him. And he actually called a couple of my fights when I fought for my first junior world title on, on CBS. He, he called that fight. He's a good dude. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, the winner of that fought, I fought Caleb Plant uh for his belt. And the winner, you know, he ended up fighting Canelo. But through that whole process, man, I could barely get through training camp. Sure. My mindset was just different mm-hmm. and my heart and soul wasn't in it. And especially with fighting, that's a misleveraged position, dude. If you're in a ring with someone who mm-hmm. wants it more and is willing to do more, it's over. It's over. It doesn't matter how good and talented you were Correct. and Caleb was a better boxer than me. My whole strategy was I got to wear his ass down. Mm-hmm. I'm a bigger guy. You know, I got I to gotta wear him down. So it's going to be a long, ugly fight. That was my strategy. He's too good of a boxer. Right. But when your body's deteriorating, you're just, your soul's not in mm-hmm. it. And so I was at these press conferences and essentially kind of like trying to fake it till I make it, but deep down being like, dude, this is my last fight. Like, my body can't take anymore. My soul can't take anymore. I'm just in too much pain 22 fights in. And so um, I do think it was a blessing that I lost because it would have been a lot harder to retire if I won and, you know, won that belt. So you now everything happens for a reason. And then
0: man. have that monster Canelo in front of you. <sighs> yeah.
1: And as much of an honor <laughs> it'd be to, to fight him. Yeah. I, he, I've always respected. I think he's pound for pound best in the world.
0: Incredible. Um, and Canelo we watched that monster. last fight. At my buddy's yeah. uh, tattoo shop. And I thought he was gonna take take out Golovkin, but Golovkin's just he's still probably top five. He'll compete with anybody else, maybe even win. Yeah. But uh
1: Father time is interesting, especially in fighting sports. You know, with Golovkin, um you could definitely see the age coming on him, Mm -hmm. but he's got a chin like no other. And obviously skills that have made him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: multiple time world champion. And one of the greats, uh, in our generation, but you can kind of see you lose a step Mm -hmm. and it's interesting. Some of that started to kind of happen to me when I got in my thirties to where your mind is like, okay, I knew I wanted to block that shot or move to the left a little bit, but your body's just like a millisecond behind and you're like, what is this? Right. And it's a tough realization as an athlete to like realize that your body is saying no kind of even when your mind is saying yes. Mm-hmm. And cause when you're young and you're, you're doing well, you feel immortal. Correct. And then one day it's over and it's fucking done and you're not getting that high anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do I do? Right. And it's this like empty feeling. And I have so many buddies who have either played football or fought or played hockey that after they retire, they, go through, you know, depression and feeling Mm -hmm. like what's next because it's identity, dude. Like that was my entire identity. And so you miss that like community and and that identity and that feeling that Mm -hmm. you had that you're enough and you feel like it's almost like taken from you. Right. Because it wasn't your choice in a sense. Mm -hmm. It was Father Time's choice. Sure.
0: So So this next chapter, and I love this correlation between athletes and then your entrepreneurs, founders, because everyone's in some kind of fight. No matter what it is, and now founding with this with your sister, and and I'm, I want to talk about the fights with you and your sister. I'm sure there's some highlights <laughs> yeah, there, for sure. But um if you can just shine some light on that, like this is in the, the world of business is a big fight. You know, there's a lot of highs and lows. You know, you I've I think I remember what, listening to Tyson one day, or I believe it was Tyson. Or actually, it was actually Curtis Jackson, Mister Fifty Cent, oh. and he was like, "The guy in the street with a gun. At least you know, you know he he's here to rob you. Mm. But a guy in a suit with a smile and mm. a pen and a paper, he can possibly do the more da- more damage to you." Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure how we carry ourselves, the people we have in our circle, and the energy that we align ourselves with. We don't come across that many kind of you know those situations. But can you talk about the fight? this different fight that you're in now with being an entrepreneur founding a company?
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, well, in boxing, we deal with a lot of that. So I yeah. kinda, <laughs> right? you got a lot of snakes, a lot uh-huh. of, uh, it's just the nature of the industry. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for my career and that's why I'm a huge proponent of sports in general because uh, even at a young age, it, it helps you kind of learn how to overcome some obstacles, right? And so for literally me, I've been, punched in the face and knocked down in front of a million people on TV. Like, I've been, I, I've always been willing to put myself in a position to where I could get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But I knew that other people weren't willing to do that. And so I think that's translated into business to where I'm willing to make mistakes, I'm willing to learn, and I've really checked my ego. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been one of the, the biggest things that I've learned, not only as a, as a fighter, but now an entrepreneur, and now I've, you know, we have a bunch of employees, and I have people I have to manage, I have a lot of people on my team that are smarter than me, that are smarter than me in different areas. And the key is checking your ego, understanding your strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and finding the right team around you that can fill those gaps. Correct. But if you're sitting there thinking, I know everything, I can mm-hmm. do it, I'm all my, on my own, you're never going to win that game. You're no. never going to be able to create something beautiful. And so checking your ego, I think, is incredibly important and having humility and empathy. Has been something that I've um, luckily been, I think, decently good at um, so far, and I'm constantly learning. But Mm -hmm. having empathy for my team is massively important too, and kind of help me with. Would you say that's like the
0: real skill? I've in my career managed quite a few people, been through a lot of that. Those moments when you're trying to empower your employees, Mm. delegate. However, also making sure that they're checking in. Checking those boxes exactly how they need to be checked, and then give a little room for creativity after those boxes are checked, because you have a lot of people, I'm sure out of the gate are trying to be innovative and impress you and you know first in for you know last to leave. Um, mm-hmm. Would you say empathy and just empowering is is the best way to go about that?
1: I think so without a doubt, because I know for me, I always perform better for trainers and coaches that didn't teach me in a way to where i was afraid of making a mistake Mm -hmm. that's a massive difference are you playing um are you playing because you're afraid of making a mistake or Mm -hmm. are you playing because you're going all out and what i mean by that is you got to create this environment to where people feel safe to try things to innovate to make mistakes i mean just the other day i was talking to uh my director of marketing and we were talking about a um a certain campaign that we spent money on that kind of failed. And I told him, I'm not upset. In fact, I love that you came to me with this initiative. You believed in it. We learned from it. Beautiful. Let I literally told him, let's go make more mistakes. And obviously that has its like limits with spending money, but I want to cultivate and create that sense in my community and the people around me that like we're all going to go for it and make um, you know, strategic decisions on what we want to do. But We can't be afraid to make mistakes. Correct. If you play scared, you lose. Always. I mean.
0: It's like being gun shy when you're fighting. You know, maybe you got clipped once in your fight and then instead of just addressing it, correcting it, you just go back out on the fire or you get barked at. You're going to be, you know, hesitant. You're going to be flinching before you throw the shot and then the opportunity has gone.
1: Yeah, dude. That's a great. That's a phenomenal analogy. I've actually never really fully made that connection this is, why I'm, right, here, this is yeah. why I'm here pal this is why it's like you've done this before <laughs> well it's cool too because you you fought you kind of know that mm-hmm. i mean that's exactly it if you're a little bit gun shy that split second is like fucks up everything you gotta and you can't but it's interesting because you can't go out with like reckless no. intentions either right i went out too recklessly against caleb and ended up getting mm-hmm. you know knocked down and then eventually stopped and i've so it's like it's finding that mixture but no matter what especially with business you just You can't be concerned about that you gotta just fucking go for it Mm -hmm. and you can't be gun shy yeah like that analogy yeah there you go
0: yeah dude um i'm not extremely knowledgeable in the cbd space Mm -hmm. i know how helpful it can be to certain people but if you can please just like If you're talking to a a dummy, which, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little (laughs) shot Is that the name of the show, Talking to a Dummy? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It should be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. but, But yeah, tell me a little bit what inspired it. I know you said you had some autoimmune issues. Yeah. And just if you could tell me how it's been helpful, but also a little bit on the business side of it.
1: Yeah, for me, I was, as I mentioned, I was on eight different medications at the time, and especially the anti anxiety and antidepressants that I was on. And no shit, I was depressed. Like, if as I look back at it, it's like a pill wasn't going to solve my depression of the pain I was going through and not mm-hmm. being able to do what I love. But um I learned about CBD, like, I think in 2016, 2017 is when I first discovered it. And, um, CBD is the non-psychoactive compound that's found either in hemp or marijuana, mm-hmm. right? So you've got um, marijuana, which is really high in THC, the psychoactive element, and low lower in CBD. And then hemp, which has high in CBD and mm-hmm. other cannabinoids, which we can dive into, but low in THC. So for me, especially getting drug tested, I needed to do zero THC. Sure. And mm-hmm. I just don't like getting high either. I do think there's a, there's a place in time for THC. Um, have a lot of friends and people that have gotten good pain recovery or things like that. But um, for us, we saw the benefits of CBD. What it does is it activates your endocannabinoid system and every single mammal has an endocannabinoid system. It puts your nervous system into homeostasis. And why that's so incredible and there's so many benefits is when your nervous system is homeostasis, it helps with so many other issues Mm -hmm. underneath, right? When you're stressed and you have anxiety, that's when your immune system flares up. That's when things start going haywire within your, not only central nervous system, your entire body, right? Right. You smiled, I think that struck a chord with you probably. So it's like, you can't recover well, you can't sleep well. So we hit that underlying mechanism of if you have anxiety, and for me, I was really tired of taking lorazepam. I was like, there's gotta be other options. So I discovered CBD and now obviously take it religiously. But I was like, people need to know about this. Like they, there's a lot of misinformation about it. And so, um, we started the company and it, it kind of it started taking off and it, I'm just so grateful. I mean, we've got, uh, thousands and I don't even know, I think we've got almost 10,000 five-star reviews right now on our site. And it's like, we go on there. And these people are like, this changed my life. Thanks for opening my mind up to this i can finally sleep i'm a better husband i'm a better mother i'm better so it's cool that we're now realizing how important mental health is Mm -hmm. and something like cbd it's not you know there's puzzle pieces right it's not the only piece of the puzzle there's a million other things that you need to do i'm not never going to sit here and say take one dropper and your life is cured but for me it was a big piece of the puzzle and it's helped me with anxiety and it's helped me with depression and it's helped me with a lot of shit that I've dealt with probably because of getting hit in the head. And Mm -hmm. I'm just grateful that there's something that's non-toxic and that's very important. There's no toxicity. Like you could walk out to Walgreens right now, go grab Tylenol and ibuprofen and kill yourself. You can't do that with CBD. So, you know, FDA needs to catch up in terms of their regulation with it, but it is federally legal. And so, I'm just grateful to be in a now position to where the rest of my life is going to be about helping other human beings get Mm -hmm. out of pain, mental and physical. That is my passion and purpose. That's why I like being on platforms like this. That's why I want to start. That's why my sister and I started um, a podcast, you know, that, that shit lights me up. And I found that that's kind of my new purpose, which Mm is ironic considering I used to punch people in the face for a living.
0: You know, so a big reason I was super excited to do this is because I want to touch up on health, mm. longevity, the mental aspect, everything you just mentioned, but then also kind of wealth, right? Um, what that journey looks like, what the economics look like from each individual's craft. Um, if you don't mind, like just cause I'm very interested, what does that look like? Because I'm, I'm assuming. Well, then again, by the way, very educated individual here. Okay, Uh, where'd you go to school with Tom? Uh, Notre Dame, which is interesting because he's not super educated. No, I don't know how he got in. (laughs) He must have snuck in or something. Um, But (laughs) I actually, I'm very intrigued by um, by just okay went from fighting and now here's this world of business, right? Yeah, manufacturers, distribution, vendors, um, partnerships. How how does that look like? What does it look like behind the curtain?
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple things. One, it what it means is I learned all this on the go. I mean, mm-hmm. I I studied finance and business. And actually, while I was in the amateurs and I was fighting, I worked at the Chicago Board of Trade. So I was a runner in the pit, in the commodities pit. Mm-hmm. Started to learn about that. And then I would, at night, go to the gym. Um, but this whole world of CBD, everything between the vendors to work with, um, Shopify, merchant processing, whole e-commerce space, I just engulfed myself in it, I became obsessed. It was similar to boxing, like I just became obsessed. And we started slow and I ended up hiring really smart people that knew website design, that knew mm-hmm. ad spend that was massively important, but it was kind of starting slow, making a shitload of mistakes mm-hmm. and just diving in kind of headfirst because it can be daunting, right? But I kind of gave myself permission to make that mistake. And in fact, my sister and I had started a business before that failed. Um, we invested our own money. It was a healthy meal delivery company which now is super popular but um at the time it was like it's so cliché that like you learn more from the failures but I, <laughs> I just i have man like i got my mba running that trying to run that business right. and it running to the ground and failing between like dude i was like okay i need to go to chase and open up a business account like how does that work like it sounds crazy but i was googling everything mm-hmm. and um that the failure of that business taught me so many lessons of like what kind of people to hire, how to get started low, like, mm-hmm. okay, creating a business plan. And so we just started really slow. We started with a limited amount of inventory. Um, we found someone to make the website. We had ideas of branding, we had ideas of marketing, mm-hmm. and it just started snowballing. And then all of a sudden, six months in, we made our first official hire. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, you know, these are buckets that we're missing. And also, I will say, I did get a lot of help from uh, some like mentors. I think that's massively important. Um, there were a couple buddies that had CBD companies and I was paying people for an hour of their time. So I'd be like, hey, man, I really want to learn from you. I'll pay whatever. I got a million questions. And so I just all of a sudden started having calls with all these people mm-hmm. that I had in my network and would just, I have notebooks full of all the information. Sure. And so I kind of just like went to business school myself. Um, and you'd be surprised how much people wanted to reach out, man, Mm -hmm. how much people wanted to help. And so don't be afraid to ask for help. And I think, you know, that's kind of how I got here.
0: Right. What is, if you don't mind sharing, what does it look, what does it cost to make this stuff? What are like margins like on on these things? Um, what's next to reach true scale? If you're not already there, I don't know much about. Well, how you guys are doing,
1: what's beautiful for us is um, we're profitable. So we've been able to kind of keep pushing that forward. The margins are great in the general supplement and CBD world. So when you come out the gate with 60 to 80% gross profit margin, you're in a healthy position. You're in a healthy position to to hire, to Mm -hmm. scale, to spend money. Um, So that was kind of the beautiful thing. I mean, in the beginning, literally Angie and I put in $60,000. So it was 30, uh, I think of our own. And with that, we bought a limited amount of inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought, you know, labels, the website design, the whole thing. We spent, you know, all our money on basically that those portions of the business. And we were like, okay, we know the margins here, and we had, were really lean. And the beauty was, Angie and I both had kind of we had a following already, and especially my sister. I'm so proud of her. She has a big podcast. I think she got over. 15 million downloads on her podcast she has a huge female community incredible it's crazy dude like two years ago she threw this event called pays to be brave and it's a mixture of like business marketing meets personal development mm-hmm. she had almost three thousand women come to see her speak and
0: <sighs> wow.
1: she was 29 well, maybe she shit. was 30 i was in the back of the room crying dude. <laughs> i was so fucking <laughs> yeah, proud of course. her and so you know she's created this incredible like following and business and she's got such an infectious personality. And so we did come out the gates, um, not having to spend a lot of money on ad spend, which I think is important and kept us profitable. And it went from, you know, all of a sudden, uh, doing, we were so pumped when the first orders came in and we did a hundred dollars. And then I remember one day we did $200 of revenue in one day, you know, and now we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars in a day. And it's like, Love that. It's interesting how your kind of perception changes. Mm-hmm. Big time. But I still remember that first order from somebody I didn't know. Yeah.
0: It's you huge. know, like... It you're was, emailing them yourself like, oh yeah. my God, thanks. I <laughs> <you> <laughs> was like, someone found out about us.
1: It's like, okay, this isn't my mom. This isn't like, you know, my friend. Right. Um. But it was a slow kind of trickle. But mm-hmm. I do think if you're getting into a space to where you have some healthy margins and you can kind of forecast a little bit of right. what you want to do, it's massively important. And we're just lucky that... Right now, there's actually been an overproduction of hemp, which has been great for us on the CBD side because, as a brand, it's brought margins really high and you know CBD prices down, um, which has been great. So it's been it's we've now been able to take that money and hire new people. We've now hired doctors that do mm-hmm. um, all of our capsule formulations. We've been able to like up level our game to where we started as a basic ass CBD company, and now we're starting and we've already launched. Um, capsules that help with hormone thyroid issues gut issues so it's like it's wild in a few years um how it's progressed
0: incredible do you ever i don't know if you guys do this or ever thought about it something that i work in with my clients almost like as a mandatory if we're going to work together i make them go do blood work bring me their labs i link them up with our guide ben house who's like our i call like our blood chemist you know reads them out focuses on what's missing what's not um i wonder if there's a way to have people like at-home kits kind of like boom mail in your blood and then get like personalized things
1: it's funny you say that we've been talking about linking up with a functional medicine doctor Mm -hmm. that can do um blood tests urine tests and and tests not only for mold heavy metals pesticides but can do hormone panels the doctor we're working with right now her name is dr jessica Petrus. we just launched this line mm-hmm. with her and as i mentioned it's a hormone hero a thyroid hero and a um a gut hero mm-hmm. um, her whole operation is called wellness md does all this to where you can sign on and i think it's like 99 a month it's Perfect. super affordable and then from there you have access to these doctors and they're functional medicine doctors mm-hmm. i think that's incredibly important and we're so we're now finally starting to dive into that to where we can see Not only with like sleep trackers, Mm -hmm. but like whoop bands and wearables, which is really cool to see people's like REM cycles and their deep sleep increase. But we can actually see like cortisol levels improve and hormone levels improve with some of our products. And so uh, it's really gratifying, man.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. You'll always hit, I think, mass market gut health product. Your body's very intelligent. It'll tell you, hey, there's something wrong with my gut or my sleep. And people will gravitate towards those products. But I think from what I'm seeing, more and more people want that curation, that personalization. Yes. So I believe if things, more things like that are offered, people will gravitate towards it. So that's great that you guys are yeah. already thinking about and, and that. And dude,
1: that's what you guys are doing here at Collective. That's what's yeah. so cool. Like it's personalized, that's how it all should be. Like every, every body is different, every yes. mind is different.
0: So. 100%. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing or charge the things the way that I'm charging if I didn't have my team with Collective. Mm. When I'm talking to, if you're coming in, we're doing a consultation, I'm like, hey, Mike, this is our plan. This is our program. Meet Dr. Ben. He's going to be working with your blood work. Meet Dr. Sam Sneed. He's going to be our guy. Blah, 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 Next thing you know, you think I'm a doctor. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's just my point in that is we have a whole team and I'm nothing without them. Similar how like, I need to delegate certain things to like my assistant. I need to delegate, okay, look, I can tell you my knowledge on nutrition, or give me your labs. Here's our nutritionist. I'll give you a chef that you can use, deliver meals to you. These are all a little more high-end kind of um services. However, there are ways to make it not high-end. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost much to go to a Walgreens and do labs and then find a nutritionist for a one-time session at least now you're operating with like a roadmap you know and yeah. then with some discipline and apps like ladder you can do a lot of things very affordable yeah and then if you can get the personalization and in person like we talked about how important that is then that's great too you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think it's never been easier which is really cool and, and the uh, blessing of the internet there's a lot of pros and cons mm-hmm. right but the fact that you have so many resources available is awesome. I was gonna ask you while you were saying that, what what do you love about what you do? Like what's mm-hmm. what's your favorite part about what you do? Like what lights you up?
0: Sure. So when you were talking about just your journey, how do I set up a Chase business account? You know, <laughs> how do I do this? You'd be surprised a lot of my clients run, you know, billion dollar companies. Maybe their net worth is around that as well. And then you start to talk to them and their journey and you start to understand like, holy shit, you know, we're cut from the same cloth here. Yeah. You know, a few bumps and bruises and trial and error. I'm in that seat answering those questions, you know? Um, so things like that um inspired me because I hope to give my client extreme value with all the knowledge I have and help them perform at a high level after they meet me, you know, a lot of times, you know, this is cliche too. It's like people's favorite hour of the day is when they're working out and that right. ripples into everything else in their life. So I love sure being a part of that journey. But then what really lights me up is growing with them outside of that. Yeah. Um, a thing that I try to talk to coaches about too is like, hey, just because you're training a founder or someone that on paper, oh, they raised hundred million dollars. That there's a good chance that founder, what people don't know is only paying themselves a hundred grand two hundred grand, so yeah. just because that they're is. coming through the door, <laughs> it's exciting you know as a as a working personal trainer or whatever the services you're providing. It's exciting to have that kind of clientele, but you also have to understand like maybe he can't pay me three hundred dollars an hour, but you can pay me two hundred one fifty and give me some stock, you know. So I've, I think personally, that's, what's been very, um, meaningful to me because then not only am I setting myself up in the future, but just like they're betting on me to, to pay me for their, uh, health and wellness. Now I'm betting on them too, you know? Mm. And it's kind of like we're investing in each other and now we're both a part of the same journey. So
1: it's really cool, really mm-hmm. important mindset to have, right? It's like sometimes even with that example of the cash, it's like you say no to a little bit of cash up front for learning and for mm-hmm. a lesson and for yeah. knowledge. And
0: That's that's massively important. That's, that's sure. really cool. So I, things like that, but it all goes back to this right here, the reach out, we can shake hands, the, the impact that comes with the face-to-face and the connection. Yeah. And I'm so glad this mask stuff for the most part is done. Um, Texas yeah. is pretty yeah. leisurely and chill with this stuff. Are, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm very happy about that, yeah, you know, and, sure. you know, we're not the worst looking people, so I don't like <laughs> hide in my face. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that man, just being a part of growth and yeah. impacting someone's day is is huge.
1: Well, I think we have I mean we definitely have like a mental health crisis on our hands now because of the pandemic yeah. and it's like I was just on an interview uh with someone the other day a, a, an expert on this and he was saying that suicide rates with men in particular is like 2 to 3 times higher than women. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing like all these issues not only with like veterans but with everyday people right now yeah. and it's because this whole idea of everything on the camera in front of the screen. Mm-hmm. Isn't how we were built. No, nope. it's not how we were designed. It's mm-hmm. just how the last ten, maybe twenty years has changed, and it's like our by bi- our biology is not caught up. Right. So that's why that's why I have a business is because people have anxiety, and we're trying mm-hmm. to like help with this whole mental health crisis. And so I think gyms like this is massive. And like right. every time I'm in town, I I want to come here because. It's not just about like working out at home, which is great too. Like sometimes you do need that Mm -hmm. community, at least for me, that's really important.
0: Also strikes a chord here. And you say that because in our circle and what we do, we're around motivators, innovators, you know, health and wellness professionals. And then you have like, each of them have their own community of like influencers, micro, micro influencers and, uh, or just your stay at home mom or dad. Right. And these people are looking up to perhaps you, a Tony Robbins or whoever, whomever it might be, but knowing those people that Mm. they are looking up to Mm -hmm. very often, are we like checking in with one another because Mm. shit gets heavy real fast, you know? Mm -hmm. And just because we try to preach this word, right? All these words and doesn't mean that, Okay, when the lights are off, voices aren't getting loud, and you talk about all this engagement with the phone sooner or later, you're like, Okay, I refreshed this a hundred times. Nothing's there. The instant gratification's done for the day, and then once you shut that off, it's like people are are having to relearn how to deal with that silence,
1: yeah, you know. One big thing I started doing, I think I heard this from Andrew Huberman's podcast, mm-hmm. and he's an awesome podcast. Yeah, people. he's great. People need to check him out. Um, I'd love to have him on our show one mm-hmm. day. But uh, he was talking about, you know, right in the morning looking at screens. And so one of the habits that I broke that I'm really kind of proud of now is like, as soon as I wake up, I used to look at my phone immediately. What does that do? Immediately triggers your your nervous system, your sympathetic nervous mm-hmm. system to fire on. And so you want to stay in that parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. rest and digest, especially in the morning. You want to get sunlight right. um, to start that circadian rhythm. Sure. And So I've done that now the first at least 30 minutes of the day. My phone's game off. Changer. I'm walking outside. Dude, I feel I feel better. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel better since doing that. And granted, I have a business. I got to constantly be on. But I wake up early enough now that I can do that. And that's been a, a really cool game changer.
0: Yeah, I try to tell people to train yourself like anything else wake up a little bit earlier without your alarm if possible and then hydrate instead yeah. eh, alarm wakes you up. Caffeine hits you. Yeah. And then it's just like, you're already reacting to so many different things instead of setting the pace. So yeah, exactly I on that, man.
1: Yeah. Do you guys ever do any like breath work or
0: meditation yeah, or for, yoga? For here? sure. Um, once in a while we'll have like an expert come in Sweet. and teach us some stuff. Uh, one of our, pts colin studies in depth with breath work and diaphragm breathing i love box breathing personally so once in a while when i'm teaching classes to conclude i'll kind of like shut the lights get some good music on focus on some box breathing yeah and i find it to be helpful you know
1: yeah we used to do some box breathing before big fights in the dressing room uh or like four seven eight breathing Mm -hmm. um inhale four hold seven exhale eight and Mm -hmm. i still do that to this day dr andrew Weil, i think came up with it and there's a lot of different versions but it's literally proven to bring down your heart rate lower your cortisol so i remember many fights in the dressing room to where Mm -hmm. you're like you hear the crowd outside and you're like fuck there's no turning back like we're doing this we do these four seven eight breathing techniques and uh it always helped yeah man
0: you know it's so funny sometimes i'll have people in my car going to play pickleball or something which we'll do soon yeah dude and then the, you know you turn the car on, the last song you plays or a podcast would be on, and sometimes it's like Beethoven. <laughs> and they're like, "Dude, why are you listening to this like music?" Put yeah. me this. and I go, if "I don't listen to this relaxing stuff. Everyone's in trouble, you know what I <laughs> mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to do sure. all these for things man. to stay locked in. For sure. I guess what's next?
1: Yeah, what is next?" I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me what's <laughs> that. No, I mean we're you know growing the business. That's been really exciting. Uh, the podcast, yeah. So my sister and I are starting a podcast, calling it the Best Medicine. We're mm-hmm. gonna have a bunch of health and wellness experts, athletes, mm-hmm. uh, cool people um, on, and just inspiring stories. You know, you mentioned earlier about one thing you noticed that like maybe this guy was raising a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. or you like put people on a pedestal, but you kind of realized like, oh shit, there was a point where they didn't know what the fuck they were doing correct what i love about some shows like how i built this or other Mm -hmm. um, podcasts is that it instills hope and because you kind of realize like no one has the answers we're all just trying to figure it out right so um that's what i'm trying to do with the show Mm -hmm. and kind of like get cool people that have accomplished cool shit but also failed and fucked up a ton to kind of show their their journey through it so that mm-hmm. people can see themselves in those people um, just because that's what I like. So, um, yeah, that and the podcast. And then, you know, when I'm back in California, trying to surf as much as possible. Sure. Trying to become a pro surfer.
0: Surfing's big uh, out here. Or, well, or what they call Wake, wake surfing. Wake surfing. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking like ocean Sure, surfing. sure, yeah.
1: But wake surfing's cool too. Yeah, I, I like think it. people yeah. crush
0: it out here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. No
1: I've sharks. I've been too
0: much on the, no sharks. Yeah. Too much pickleball. I think that's what I'm going to do is just go pro
1: i think you should go for that dude i love it i love that for you
0: dude it's insane yeah best workout
1: you turn pro soul cbd will be your first sponsor okay, done i got you
0: <laughs> uh that'd be sick yeah do you have any uh products
1: yeah so we've got um
0: Oh no, i meant like to like right now do you have any with you oh yeah
1: dude i've got a uh, yeah i brought you a couple for you
0: oh yeah exactly <laughs> watch the hammer it's
1: not much in there <laughs> Actually, I was in Croatia a few months How ago.
0: How funny that. would be you just took out, like, a band of cash, park, a yeah. gun, <laughs> like this, <Floyd>. that. <laughs> yeah. What do we got?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Is this the new one? Yeah. Sweet.
0: Nice is this in the shot. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of angles here, so. All right, man. Okay. A little,
1: little bit of shameless plug. Yeah, what do we got no, here? No, no, so This is great. Uh, Those are 25 milligram gummies. Um, What does this do? So a lot of that helps with anxiety. Um, You could take exact. (laughs) Just jump in, bro. Um, It's not going to put me to sleep, right? No, it won't put you to sleep. So we do have sleep gummies that have melatonin. They have CBN, which is cannabinol, which is like a sleep inducing. This is much more like you just feel even kill, keel. You feel chill. Much great. Um, Yeah, you had
0: me on anxiety. Won't zonk you out.
1: Yeah, man. Um, we worked a long time on the flavor because most of those gummies taste like hemp. Mm -hmm. Um, and then our capsule line, they're all doctor formulated. Um, our alert caps that have, you know, lion's mane, cordyceps, a bunch of nootropics and adaptogens. And then with CBD, which is important because. Often when you're drinking coffee, you feel jittery. So a little bit of CBD kind of brings you down. Amazing, but yeah, these these alert caps I, I brought for you. Uh, those I take every single day. They're like focus capsules. Yeah, and people are really learning the power of adaptogens and mushrooms and perfect. Um, so every day in the morning, every day in the morning, I take two of those, man, and it gives you a nice lift. You feel focused. Um, everything Amazing. is all Thank natural. You. So really proud of those. Those are probably two of my favorite uh, products that
0: we have what's like the best selling for you guys
1: the sleep gummies, the
0: sleep gummies. which is
1: interesting because it kind of tells you tells you a little bit of uh where people are at but our our sleep gummies are by far our best seller and as i said you know we have uh CBN we have melatonin mm-hmm. we have uh, some other terpenes in there so it's a beautiful uh blend of mm-hmm. all these different compounds and ingredients and we've done a bunch of studies too with like whoop bands and aura rings Great. and shown incredible sleep improvement mm-hmm. with with this product so I'm really proud of it. We spent a lot of time in R and D and it kind of shows you where the market's at in terms of people are really struggling with sleep and it's massively important Mm -hmm. for your recovery and your health to get good sleep. So have you ever
0: heard of, um, someone named Ariana Huffington? Yeah, of course. So in New York trained for quite a while, her and her sister Agape and you know, and she's talking about sleep like what, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's just very, very big on that whole movement. Um, that could be someone to link you with at some point
1: i love it yeah that that'd be a phenomenal connect um Mm -hmm. i've been listening to her stuff for a while yeah she's she's brilliant
0: she has a really cool setup for just writers and free thinkers called uh thrive global yeah so uh once in a while i'll write just something and she'll share it publish it um it's pretty cool
1: i would love to write for that i've wrote written for the players tribune once Mm -hmm. but i i would that's a great uh, a great idea. I'd yeah. love to kind of. I'll,
0: I'll link you with them. Yeah, they're it. awesome.
1: Yeah, sounds like a great great outlet. Yeah, because for us with CBD, it's really all about education mm-hmm. right now. There's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of bad actors in the space. Yeah. Um, like any nutraceutical company, right? So it's like educating people on what to look for mm-hmm. and and how to look for quality products. I think is really important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Got it. What was your best punch?
1: <laughs> I think my right hand, which right is hand. funny because I got a big scar on it I actually this is this happened at Madison Square Garden I broke it in the fourth mm-hmm. round I think it was a six-round fight and uh adrenaline was going so much that um we got back to, I didn't even realize I broke it mm-hmm. we got back to the dressing room took the hand wraps off all of a sudden this hand was twice the size of this one <laughs> my dad's like well we gotta go to the hospital um but yeah I think I I had I had power and I had athleticism mm-hmm. so where other people had and I think i got pretty far with limited kind of like experience. And mm-hmm. while I, I got better and better, um, you know, there were definitely a bunch of other guys that were faster and had more sure. boxing technique. But for me, I always try to like impose my will. And mm-hmm. I, I usually like had a good amount of knockouts and knockdowns right. because of my like athletic ability. Mm-hmm. And so and
0: instincts sure. and
1: instincts. Right. And when I was healthy, re reflexes that I felt like were pretty on point. Dope. Yeah.
0: What do you think of the kid I train? Amador.
1: Dude, he's sharp. Yeah. He's sharp.
0: When I when I work with him and I just think about just that journey, the amateurs, he's 17, boxing since he's like 6, probably 80 fights. It's a grind. Going to do the Olympics. And I just like take a breath because it all sounds exhausting. And he hasn't even turned pro yet.
1: Well, dude, that's important you say that cuz, you know, you get so much pressure from your family, from mm-hmm. people, go, go, go. But mental health, man. Yeah. Like, if he wants longevity in this game, I was telling his, his dad, take it slow, man. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Even when you turn pro, like, build up, get experience, mm-hmm. fight a southpaw, fight a big guy, fight fight all different styles, mm-hmm. and then when you're ready, do it. And even for him, maybe it makes sense to, like, take a little bit of time off in between tournaments yeah. just because you get worn out so fast and they push you so fast. So Yeah, the funny but, thing
0: is, is, you know, I was talking to his dad. He just came back from Guatemala, like for trials Mm. and stopped the three opponents, knocked them all out, came back, just got his driver's license, you know, he's 17. So it kind of puts it in like, oh my God, you're doing all these things. And then, oh, but I'm still a teenager. I just learned how to drive. You know, so it's, I agree. I think a few weeks off in between tournaments, maybe a little longer, giving his body time to recover and heal.
1: I think find other things that you enjoy doing. Big time, right? I don't know if so he you has don't other burn sports. out. You don't burn out. Yeah, it's massively important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the kid's got skills and he's tall for his weight class. Mm-hmm. So is he uh, southpaw or is he orthodox?
0: He is orthodox, but he's okay. pretty good when he switches. He can too. switch. Yeah, I mean,
1: Terence Crawford, yeah. man.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, the guy cracks.
1: <sighs> Which, by the way, I I really hope that fight goes through Errol Spence and Terence because rarely in boxing do you get two of the best. That fight at their best. Usually they they wait till they're too old. Yeah, no,
0: they're ready. Yeah. They're ready. I'm excited. I think. Who do you like? Man, Terrence just has so much different tools he can bring out and that mean streak. Yeah. But Errol is throwing a thousand punches that fight and coming forward. Yeah. With intelligence. Yeah. You know, so. We'll see. We'll see. They've both been clipped, so. Yeah. It's
1: going to be a hell of a fight, man. I, I like Terrence in it, but exactly like you said, like Errol Spence is in a class all mm-hmm. of his own. So yeah. phew, it's a, t- it's a toss up to I'm me, I'm excited. Man. I wouldn't want to bet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, my guy. Well, I appreciate you. We'll Thank keep you, this man. going. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, Part one. When do you uh, come back to Austin? Uh,
1: let's see. Before the end of the year. Okay. You know, like I said, I'm looking at spending a lot more time mm-hmm. out here for the business and just, you know, families out here. Sure. So. Yeah, trying to come out I wanna come out here when it's not hot as hell. Dude. Dude, I don't know how you guys do it in the summer. Yeah, Even it's a, now. It's what a are doozy. we in? September, middle of September?
0: hundred. 100 we, we played
1: last weekend pickleball in the middle of the day. It was like a hundred one and I like almost passed out from heat exhaustion. Dude, it's
0: yeah. Dude, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you gotta literally. you better bring out some like aminos, yeah. electrolytes when you
1: L- Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I dropped like four pounds in the last three, four months just from playing, you know. Yeah, man. Eating the same, lifting the same, you know, and just you're out there just dripping. Yeah. All right, my man. Appreciate you.